What do you say? Four days of R&R at the beach. I'm in. She's in. I'm in. Sounds good to me. I got a bad feeling about this. So Lee, we're going on a, a full break. We're going to do some podcast a talking on the podcast we do. So this wolf. Singing songs about the stuff that's happening on the screen has become a trope. We have accidentally discovered this. Yeah, like it seems to happen in the last four films in a row, I think we've done by accident, by freak accident. They all feature songs that are like very specific to the movie. <laughs> like, and, and I get like, obviously normally you would have someone that would, that would um, like pull together soundtracks that would match what's happening in the scene. Right. Mm. But this is just a level of description <laughs> that is so accurate to everything that's happening right at that moment. Also, it's worth mentioning, we, we sat down to watch the film Mutilator. And then when it started, as per the song that James just sung, it's called Full Break. It's not called Mutilator. Yep. So yep. when they changed the name to Mutilator, do you think they changed the lyrics? So, we're going on a Mutilator, a Mutilator with the friends. So apparently with that, they had, oh yeah, so we're doing the 1985 The Mutilator by, what's his name? Buddy Cooper, is Buddy it? Buddy Cooper. I didn't Buddy write that Cooper. down. I just remembered it because it came up. It it came up on the title so much. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Also, can I say before we start recording, this is jumping a bit ahead to the end. Obviously, we watched this on Amazon Prime, and I don't know if you heard on Chris and Lee talking about trying to find the post-credit scene in on Disney Plus. But when I was watching this last night, I stopped to make a note and looked up and realized there was like Jackie Chan fucking outtakes. So I hit yeah. pause. But what I'd actually done was select the next thing that was playing, which is Bob's Burgers. So I had to go back. So I hit resume to go to where it was. And it took me to the start of the fucking film. So I had to scrub through, hit play, which then sent me to Bob's Burgers. So I had to go back again, fast <laughs> forward, go earlier and watch the end of the film again, just so I could see those fucking pointless outtakes, of which there only seemed to have been one outtake. There was one outtake, it was the first one. And the rest of them were all just like smiley shots to camera. It's like cheer Cheers-esque. Like um, ending. I did write down. You see a child die three times. James must be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very chuffed. Very chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same one. Maybe if they mix it up a little bit, it would have been better. I, I did love that at the end. They were like, "See, we didn't actually kill this kid three times." <laughs> when two were a dream sequence anyway, and the third was like a blooper. <laughs> what did you? I mean, it's a bit early, but what did you overall think about this? Specifically compared to the last film we watched. Because they're very similar in a way. But to me personally, something was off. This is one of the campiest films that we've watched, right? It it was like 80s camp film, but yeah. it felt very much um, Scooby-Doo. Definitely, yeah. There were some times that had some very good gore. There was some fucking great gore. And a lot of it felt like maybe they did one take. And also, they wrote down all of the characters' internal thoughts as script because they didn't pick actors that could act. Yeah, none of these people can act, and they're all they're also young looking. Especially the dad, who in the time skip looked exactly the same <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> what What did you think? I, I don't know. It's uh, I guess we'll get to it over the thing, but it's just like 
there was something special about Madman. I think the directing of this was really bland. Yeah. It was better in some ways and worse in others. And overall just came across quite bland. Madman obviously was like based around this kind of cult legend that was like pre-existing, like predating the film. Mm. This, they just kind of shoehorned something in at the beginning to set up a killer later on. Yeah. Okay. I, and like with Madman, you saw the killer from the very beginning. Same with this. But in Madman, they did it in a very different way. I will give them props for because I was just like, oh, obviously the main character, everyone's going to die, and it's going to be the main character who killed his mom. But they didn't even go that complicated. They were just like, no, it's the dad. You're going to see his face every time, and like yeah. that is it. And it's like, oh, I'll give them props for that. The only thing that I I was thinking is like, oh well, maybe when he gets that call in the bar at the beginning, I was like. Maybe he's in on it. Yeah. And it's going to be father and son murderers. But then no. Should we start it, James? Yeah. Very beautiful birthday celebration. So let's start with a perfectly decorated cake that someone then decided to ruin by trying to decorate a pre-decorated store-bought cake. (laughs) I was like, is she even touching that fucking cake? with the knife but then there was a tiny bit of icing on it it was a nicely like prepared cake and they just started smushing like blue shit on it to make <laughs> it look homemade and we have like some really whimsical music and yeah. then uh, a door opens behind and then closes behind while mother is making a cake son hooks a nice birthday message happy birthday dad i cleaned up is that what it said yeah oh Hang on, so it was the dad's birthday? Yeah. Okay, that's why he got he the gun out. He was cleaning cake. the gun. Oh! No. I've only just re- Yeah, because he, no. he he kicks the gun. Why would you say he cleaned up? He got the gun out and started wiping it. And why else would he have cleaned up? And that's why he stuck it onto the gun cabinet. Okay, all right, all right. I may have thought a little bit too deeply into this when I was thinking of Leon being a cleaner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is, yeah. he is the, the consummate <laughs> professional. Yeah, I, and I thought like he cleaned up. I don't worry, I took care of mum. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the kid like stares down the barrel of a gun, and I'm like, oh fuck, what's he done? Yeah, not about to blow his brain out apparently. And then aims at the bow, but you're saying that he was wiping the gun, cleaning it. He definitely was cleaning it because I was like, why is he fucking cleaning it? Because he sits down and picks up a rag and starts cleaning it. And I'm like, what is he doing? And he obviously didn't mean to shoot his mum, who he was dressed exactly the same, had the same haircut as. Yeah, so yeah, he shoots at a bow. It's the note that he put on the door, but his mum was decorating that cake right behind it. Yeah. He shoots the squib right in her spine. (laughs) (laughs) She's got some, like, pus sack there, and it just blows out of her back like a proper, like, shape charge. And they show us that about six times from the same two angles. (laughs) And then I guess, like, the reaction of the dad. This is what I was going to say. He jumped the gun. He just comes in, sees his wife dead, gun on the floor, son stood there, and just instantly assumes it was the son. Starts beating him. I mean, firstly, correct assumption. There's one person in the house. (laughs) Unless, like, there's a missing thing where the child had a a fascination with his guns. But, like, he's not to blame. It's you for keeping the guns in an unlocked fucking cabinet with the door open. And loaded. Keeping them loaded. I think it's just, like, the perfect allegory for this film. Like, like he came in. he, He didn't really know what was going on. He did something, but it wasn't much. And then he sat down and had a drink. And I'm like, yeah, 
it feels like they put as much effort into planning his reaction as they did into planning the plot for this film his reaction is to first of all beat his son because he assumes it was him correctly he just killed his wife yes correctly and then james does an absolutely bizarre thing he takes his wife drags the wife's corpse <laughs> to, to get a drink gives put sticks the birthday message on her which again when it was like happy birthday that i cleaned up i thought because I'll be honest, I, I started watching this while I was doing stuff. And then I, so I, I like half skimmed through the first like 20 minutes. And then I sat down and rewatched it all from the beginning. So when I was watching this before, the, what I saw was kid shoots mum, dad comes home, drags over wife, has a drink and puts the side in her. So I thought he was well up for it. And I thought he was like, good job, son. <laughs> and then he offers his glass to his wife. Does he not pour it in wife. her mouth? Yeah. What a fucking nutcase. <laughs> Yeah. What an opening to this film. I'll give you one thing. This film's never boring. Like it doesn't fuck around. There's there's stuff happening constantly, which is like kind of like with Madman. It's so rare that we uh find something like that. Uh because a lot of the time there's a lot of people walking around trying to discover what's going on and it's boring as shit. Yeah, that's true. Every time someone walks around to try and discover something, they die very quickly. <laughs> loudly and, and and with an earshot of other people and no one seems to hear it there is no one else on the island really. <laughs> no one else there couldn't be anyone else um so there's one nice thing here when when he was being like creepy creepy dad to dead wife in the music they started playing a couple of notes from happy birthday just enough to avoid copyright it was just kind of like smattered in there but it, it was really nice also one of the only songs here that wasn't full break or a version of full break <laughs> there was a shot in this film that i thought looked very similar to a shot in evil dead my theory is that it might have been intentional uh, and it was a random shot it was the shot of them eating dinner the first night in the house it looked like the shot from evil dead when uh, ash gives his speech mm. and i feel like it might have been intentional because there was a lot of references to horror films in this yeah the guy saying i'm coming to get you was very similar to i'm coming to get you barbara from night of the living dead and then the mo the most obvious one was the reference to jaws with the oh, um with the license-free music because <laughs> they obviously couldn't afford the Jaws theme and the guy just goes dom 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 which is not the Jaws theme <laughs> very, at all. Very, very close. <laughs> um, also, I guess the spikes on the wall. Oh, yeah, texture chainsaw I wrote down. Texture chainsaw yeah. spikes on the wall. Like, I, I feel mean, it like... could just be that they're not homaging. They could just be, they could just be like, like, they could just be pillaging. I don't know, because like saying I'm coming to get you is, is very specific reference. Also, everybody seemed to be a dab hand at throwing that thing, but we'll get to oh that later. Oh my God, yeah. So, so what happens now, the police, you just hear a police shot because I guess somebody heard the gunshot. We cut two, by the way, and I know this because I, I watched it that little bit first and then watched it again. When we're in a bar with these college kids that are about yep. 42. They're listening to Full Break, the song on the jukebox. Oh my God, are they? <laughs> yes, oh go back and watch God. it. It's amazing. So Full Break <laughs> starts playing on the jukebox. <laughs> then Ralph, who's your Ben Mansour um, Joker character. Sorry, I'll just say the only thing I noticed in the scene was how loud the arcade machine was that was in the background. An unnecessarily loud sound effect for that. Like they the, didn't video to... the video machine. The video machine. 
again, I'll give it props for this. When it cuts to Ed Jr. as a adult, it's it's kind. Of, I think they did a shot of the kid and then fade into a shot of him as an adult. Did they not? I didn't. I did not notice that. They might not have done, but he's also wearing a similar outfit to what his dad was wearing in the previous scene. So I was like, oh, is this supposed to be huh. the kid? They do. They do eventually well, say, obviously, him. yeah. Well, they yeah. do eventually say, obviously, there is that kid because everyone talks about him while he's on the phone you say eventually like yeah so what happens is ralph says ralph who like i don't know he plays a prank he does something because that's what well, he does how was he like... introduced how was he introduced he's at the bar the phone rings he answers the f- he's like oh the, he's like uh ed there's a there's a phone call for you and he's like yeah yeah whatever and he's like no no there is that and the barman's like got a phone and then and then and then ed stands up and goes Oh, Ralph, finally, he does something he means to do. And I'm like, what What the fuck is this introduction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> this guy is going to be crying wolf the whole way through. That's what I thought. Yeah, but no, and I really I guess thought it's... it would come back to hurt him. And it, and it didn't. No. Which is strange. But like right then at that moment, so like two lines in, Ralph goes over to take a call. And then his girlfriend, I think who's Pam, just starts telling everyone like, Oh yeah, so he he shot his mum by accident, and then yeah. I was like, "Bullshit! That was an intentional fucking murder." Him and his dad worked on it together, and his dad loved it. <laughs> I love the version of the film you watched. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it slightly skewed me at the beginning. So yeah, so we oh also I kept thinking like Ed Junior really reminded me of someone. I think it was Andy Samberg. He does look a bit. Like not saying Andy Sandberg looks generic, but I think Ed Junior looked a bit generic, if you know what I mean. He kept like saying and doing things that reminded me of like Sandberg and Nine Nine. Like, hey guys, let's play something we can all enjoy or whatever. It's like, mate, you're playing Monopoly. Like, it's (laughs) not like it's a one-player game. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, also, one of the things that this—I'm not going to keep comparing this to Madman. I think you are. uh, But um, Madman was consistent in how it looked. Whereas, like you said, there were scenes in this that were filmed at night, that were clearly at night. And like, for example, when Mm. they're in the basement, it's so dark, you can't see anything. Yet in the scenes where it's supposed to be so dark that you can't see anything, you can can see see everything. everything. Yeah, it's (laughs) so like walking around, like doing this, like uh, waving my arms around. But like you can see what like they can see what they're doing. They're playing blind man's bluff, and I was like, wait, are their eyes shut? And I was like, oh no, they're they're wide open. Also, that's actually a really fucking cool idea underused in this. With like playing hide yeah. and seek in a house, not unaware that there's another person in the house, and it's in the dark, so you could accidentally stumble across them and not know that it's them. But they, then again, it also makes it feel very Scooby Doo. That that whole scene felt very Scooby Doo, like walking around in the dark with a killer chasing them. It did, especially when the killer crept up behind him and then the yeah. light got turned on <laughs> and he disappeared like a cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, but we have some... Ba- like, this is the jumping off point. Everyone kind of introduced themselves. We have a horny couple. Mm-hmm. We have a joker. We have a virgin. We have a person who kills his mom accidentally for fun. All the tropes. And they need to go and fix up their dad's his dad's home. <laughs> For full break, baby, because no one has any plans because the virgin didn't plan it. I'm going to keep saying she's a virgin because they do not fucking let that go 
And I'm surprised she didn't have sex by the end of the film. It's because she's the final girl, isn't it? They're always virgins. And that means I assume that Ed Jr. was also a virgin because they both survive. Well, maybe he just put the tip in because he just got the tip put in him. (laughs) Oh, wait. Yeah. So his dad, I'm assuming his dad wanted to kill him anyway, because he's obviously out of of, um, hospital and he's he's taken uh, alcohol and he's reverted back to his mental state. But... Making him drive all the way out there to lock up the uh, condo, mm. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what does it mean? Just like lock the front door? Like, it's not like it was a shop. So what he said is, it was like he was like the season's over. So this is like a holiday home basically on the beach. And they're like at the end of the season when you're not going to be using it throughout the winter. You got to pour antifreeze and in, in like this. You got to. Um, oh, okay. They did explain it. I obviously wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um, any 10 year old can do it it's just pouring antifreeze in yeah <laughs> so there is our premise they then drive there they go to pick up sue and ralph ralph makes a joke here about yeah, sue. just before he makes that joke he does something really awkward and i was just like why is that happening in the background and why is he but i think that's just ralph being ralph he knocks he walks into somebody and they knock their books over and he's like oh man oh man i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that i like and he doesn't help them pick up their books and then they just like walk off and he's like okay bye and then and then walks over and says something <laughs> to the guys and like that never happened I, I totally missed that which was so bizarre but also reminded me so much of ben mansell <laughs> <laughs> Ralph was like my favourite character in this man. <laughs> the film went downhill when he was out of it. What do you mean? We saw a Pam. Where is this film set? Because people's southern accents came and went in this I don't film. know. I wanted to say it was Florida because they had a beach house, but mm. but 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 I don't know. There was there was like a map on the dude's chest on, on the um the police officer, but yeah, I have no idea. Uh, was he a coast, guy- coast guard? The police officer who just walks the beach. <laughs> like they said that there's a there's a police officer who will go walk like walk around the beach and stuff. I didn't mean I didn't realise they meant literally just walks <laughs> around the beach at random. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene yeah. felt very scooby doo. <laughs> yeah, and then he like pulls off the mask and he's big ed. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> thought it was him. Because that guy looked very similar to him. I guess that was on purpose. And there's anyway. a really weird thing at the end of that scene where they're like, hey, how do you think he keeps sneaking up on people with uh, with all that equipment on him? Yeah. And like, were we supposed to think, is he the killer? But we had seen the killer before anyone got killed sleeping with a battle axe. <laughs> yeah, with his perfectly and I don't lit mean his dead wife. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ralph now plays a joke on the guys. Yeah, yeah. Ralph's a joker. It's crap. But he says that Sue can't make it because she failed her exams. And I, I guess they're just filling a bit of time. The yeah. important thing is everyone gets in the car and then we're going on a, a full break as the mutilator comes up in full screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was supposed to be, this was originally called Full Break when it had a, like a limited theatrical release and then it got turn to mutilator when it was given a video release because they thought it would help sell it yeah and it does i would much rather watch the mutilator than full break i honestly think if this was called full break it wouldn't have even shown up on our radar no i wouldn't have selected it even with that beautiful cover like i don't think it maybe would have if i had the cover but i do select things <laughs> mostly based off of covers and sometimes writing <laughs> as long as the writing is like one block word 
<laughs> yeah, not full break. That's two words. That's one too many words for you. <laughs> yeah, Madman was a was a stretch. Yeah, that was pushing it because that's clearly <laughs> two words pushed together. But they're very short. Okay, so again, there's like a really weird scene here. So they're driving along, and it's like shenanigans. And Ralph goes in to buy beer. Oh yeah, I wrote this woman's acting was so good. Ralph goes in to buy beer and there's uh, like a, a 10% senior discount. And he's like, well, hey, how about if you give me that discount, then I buy another pack of beer. And then he's like, ha got ya. But then they, they do their side of it. Yeah, he goes outside and he's just like, oh, I just scammed that guy. And then it cuts to inside and then the guy is standing at the till and a woman comes up to him, looks at the camera, reads a piece of paper and says... Oh, those smart college kids think they're so smart, but you've just tricked them into buying more beer than they thought that they were going to buy in the first place. And then looks back at him. And it was like, what the And fuck he's was like, ha, huh, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so are these guys going to be killers? Like, normally you meet creepy gas, like attendants who are like gas store workers, but no, it's just a weird, unnecessary scene. Oh, also, I noticed the shot where, uh, they park up and Ralph jumps out to take a piss is when the editor's credit came up. And I wonder if he did that as a joke. <laughs> but I did appreciate in this montage that you see the police following them from a bit, but then turning away when they go over that bridge. Yeah, and they're, um, they're all drinking beer and they hide the beer cans. Mm. And then when, when they notice the cop car's gone, they start drinking the beer again. But it's just, I mean, it, may, it really made me want to go on a fucking road trip. <laughs> to get mutilated. Yeah, that, that's the dream. I head to Wales. Yeah, so like, okay, they, but they get there and they, they finally get to the famous condo at the beach. This condo that everyone's been talking about, but they're all like, eh, it's a bit so-so. Fucking house with a fucking garage underneath it. Like, just be happy about it, guys. It's a condo at the beach. You had no plans for full break. Also, the door's open and there's loads of booze inside, so. And it's a private island. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's clearly some houses across the street, but like, I'm sure there's no one there. <laughs> no, they're the only one with the lights on. Um, but yeah, yeah, the doors open, as you said. Because uh, at this point, they all start calling each other's names. They're like, hey, Pam, I'm Ed. Throw me those keys. Thanks. Hey, Ralph, I'm Ed. Catch the keys. He's like, thank you, Ralph. But the door's already open. I won't be needing these keys. Why would Ralph say thank you, Ralph? <laughs> because he's a joker. <laughs> Damn it. There's too many names. <laughs> and they're really concerned. They all want to call the cops, but they don't. For whatever reason. Because he's like, I know my dad. He's a fucking knob. This this is very much like him. He probably just left. Mate, his dad now is about to come across as clearly a psycho psychopath. The amount of shit he has on his walls, including a framed picture of a man he accidentally ran over in his speedboat. Now, they never said that he survived. They were just like, whoa, what's this? He's like, oh, yeah, my dad hit him with a, with, a, with a speedboat engine. And he was like, oh, don't worry, it was an accident. They didn't say, don't worry, he survived. They said yeah. it was an accident. They also said, don't worry, it's the framed picture because... <laughs> I... He just loves Do you know who that, that was guy. in the picture? Yeah, that was the director. That was Buddy Cooper himself, man. All that was buddy. Also a, a nice little uh, teaser for something coming later on, I guess. Indeed. Oh, actually, there was another Cooper, apparently, in the film. The mum at the beginning of the film was played by 
I can't remember her name. It was probably Buddy's wife or mum or something. I've no idea how old he was <laughs> when he did this film. Um, but the actress that was going to play it apparently backed out partly due to religious reasons. Yeah. She's like, I can't be shot on my husband's birthday by my son in make-believe <laughs> because of Jesus. Jesus didn't die on the cross for me to do this. Jesus died on the cross so that you could do that. I think you'll find. He died <laughs> you're, you're for your sins. Right. Get it yeah. right, woman. Don't waste that privilege. Yeah. Sin. Because he <laughs> deserves it. So we're walking around the house full of weird fucking shit. Crazy shit. Um, he talks about how his dad used to be a hunter and he's macho and mm -hmm. that there are no cops on the island. Mm -hmm. And they basically walk around and say, like, so tell me times about when your dad has killed something and describe to me ways in which we could be mutilated later. So, <laughs> so they talk about like that fish hook, which they do they call it a, a gaff or a, a gaff, yeah, yeah. Which like it's a just hanging on that fish. Yeah, but that's not where you hang a fish hook. No, you put it in the fish. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also like they're they're talking about this like um, award winning fish that he caught that was like twenty something pounds. And she's like, mm, I bet it tasted delicious with lemon. And he was like, no, no, he, um, like, he's a trophy hunter, so he didn't eat it. But also, it's there. It's yeah. on the wall next to you. How the, how the fuck did you think we ate that? <laughs> I mean, I, it would be hollowed out, right? In order to stuff what, so it. you, like, carefully remove all the skin and... <laughs> yeah, that's how you do taxidermy. Uh, no. Yeah, you that's take, how you do you taxidermy. You can't just stick a dead fish on the fucking wall. It'll start yeah, to but, rot. No, I know that. But you're not just going to like scoop the insides out and fry that up. Yeah, but you have to remove the insides. Yes. Yes. So why would you not eat them? Because like, all the muscle you know has what? to I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Lee. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming round to your view here. <laughs> what was the thing he threw at the wall? The little um, like these little pyramid spikes. What are they? I don't know. I just recognize him from Kung Pao, uh, with the like the things that stick out of that guy's chest. Because everybody seemed to be fucking great at throwing them. Yeah, yeah. He tells the story. He's like, "Yeah, my dad and his buddies." This. Oh, this is another reason I was thinking of like Andy Samberg in Brooklyn Nine Nine, where he's like, "Oh yeah, my dad is so cool. He's like the coolest guy, and he's actually this absolute jerk." <laughs> He was like, yeah, my dad and his buddies, they were, there was one night where they were just throwing these spikes at the wall, and one of them stuck, because, you know, my dad's awesome. Ed, his name's Big Ed, but, you know, I call him dad sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, he decided to nail a frame in around it, which is, like, the nail most crudely nailed it. Yeah. it. <laughs> it's got all these nails sticking out of it. I don't know if this film's supposed to be a comedy, you know, because at points it felt like a teen comedy. Yeah, it really did. Because it's not, it's obviously not scary, but like, I think maybe that's the Scooby Dooiness of it. And like you said, the campiness of it, it felt like a comedy, like almost like a car, especially at one point, almost like a fucking cartoon. So they, while they're walking around, oh, so they're talking about the, like, the, the shark as well. So he's like, oh, yeah, ch check her out. And it was the shark's mouth. And like, how do you know it was a her? He's like, oh, because when they slit open the stomach, all these um, like baby sharks fell out in their sacks. <laughs> and he was well chuffed about it. And then, yeah, the this like, is why yeah. I was like, is he going to be the killer? Because he's like super into all this stuff. But no, he's just a fucking weirdo. And he was a professional murderer. Yeah, he already got his first kill quite young. He got the taste. And it was a trick shot as well because it was through a door. He, he ricocheted it off the door handle. 
Oh my god, he was the first fucking Oscar Pretorius. <laughs> How do you know he didn't curve the bullet? <laughs> um, okay, so it's here that we actually see Big Ed for the first time. Asleep in so, the yeah, basement. Yeah, you see him right? asleep in, in, in like the garage. Yeah. Um, like curled up on his battle axe. And they <laughs> mention that the battle axe is missing. Yeah. And they also talk about the, uh, there's this creepy mask that's uh, a, a Mayan god's, a Mayan god of rain or something like that. Yeah. And they say, like, oh, yeah, they used to sacrifice virgin, of, they used to sacri- make sacrifices with it. And they're like, well, like cute lambs? No, more like young virgin girls. Like, Ew. <laughs> so, you know, um, so Ben Mansour is like, oh, don't worry, Pam, you'll be fine because you're a virgin. And then just keeps on that track for the whole there's night. A, there's a bit later on where they get into a fight that I thought was a joke, but all the other people act as though it was real. She was ready to kill him. Yeah. And it was like, no, she wasn't. They were like, unless the acting was that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. But I think she's like, <laughs> I've killed before. <laughs> my boyfriend has killed before <laughs> but like they set her up as like she clearly knows how to handle herself and no one can see her coming when she raises a dagger over her head yeah. um, <laughs> she's like the knight so Balak, dad's sleeping with it Pam's a virgin oh and then dad starts having dreams of killing like young Ed this was so... amazing he was having dreams of killing his own son in multiple different equ- increasingly more gruesome ways yeah so they they cut to a shot of him like using that same rifle at the beginning and shooting his son in the <laughs> chest the first one he picks him up and like crushes oh, his he neck oh chokes his throat yeah and then like between these they're cutting to like groups of them all hanging out upstairs like having dinner and like drinking beer by the fire yeah. And then yeah, and, and then he slits his throat with a battle axe, or kind of. He removes a battle axe from a wound. The uh the like makeup you could see around his neck was like really bad. Yeah, some some things haven't really held up too well. <laughs> well one uh, quick thing about this film. It was shot in like under thirty days, which is mental. Like Yeah, but if you do everything first take. And, and that's yeah, that's one thing that made me think of that. <laughs> But also, considering they shot it all so close together, you would have thought the continuity would be better. Madman was shot over like a year. And it was all shot in sequence as well, which is also rare. So, Which is very strange. Yeah. Because they had to leave location. Today? <laughs> well, I guess they went, to, they went to different places. Like, they would go from the house and then out and then back to the house. And I imagine yeah. they, they were like, okay, we're just going to film the scene in the house. All right, no. Let's go over to that pool. Yeah. <laughs> get that shot done. Do you reckon like, if we do it this way, we can save on editing? If we get everything first take and do it in order, we don't have to yeah. edit it. They're like, just just keep rolling, guys. Oh, they, they probably did it like Robert Rodriguez. So yeah, Robert Rodriguez obviously used to just um, start, start the action and then start rolling so that he could do his cuts in camera and so, save on um, film. I was going to ask at one point, do you think this was all a single camera shoot? Because there was a couple times that I noticed that people in the background were doing something. When it cuts to them, they were doing it again, almost as though it was a like. The, but the action of what they were doing again looked so similar to the what I could see them doing in the previous shot. It made me think it was being filmed from two different angles at once. There were a couple of moments where it seemed like they had two cameras, but I think for the most part, 
Maybe they had maybe they had like a, a, a B team or something. Or they made them do specific actions. I noticed in the bar that Mike and Linda were like fucking around with each other and like throwing stuff at each other. And then when it cuts to the next shot where Ed finishes what he's saying and you see everyone in the shot, they do the exact same actions that they were just doing in the previous shot and she has the exact same reactions. And then there's a couple of times later on. In Maybe the they house. weren't very original. Maybe they're like, "What do you want us to do?" And and the director was like, "I guess just throw things at each other." And they're like, "What every time?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." It's like what you said about not noticing the continuity. Like, how did you not notice in the edit that you just showed essentially the same action twice? It looks really jarring. I noticed that a few times in this film, which made me think they might have been filming on two cameras. But then at the same time, I don't think they were. Also, at points you. They filmed it almost like a sitcom where it was like from one side of the room looking over. Like you never saw one of the sides of the room. And I'm like, is this a set? But it can't be. I think it's an actual house. No, I, yeah, I think it was an actual house. It's 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 probably because they didn't have time to move all the lighting. Or when I say all the lighting, I mean that one like 2K or 5K light that they kept using over yeah. and over again to light every scene. So, it, yeah. so half the characters' faces were in shadow. I think it's because the guy never did anything else afterwards. Such a weird film to have picked straight after Madman because that guy never did anything afterwards either. But we feel with that guy, we feel like we've been robbed of genius. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, this was so by the like paint by the numbers. Whereas Madman like... was like, we need to convey this, so let's do it this way. Whereas this is like, we need to convey this, let's just fucking do it this way. <laughs> this is the most obvious way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this guy would have gone on to make some mediocre comedy or poor. I mean, this was a mediocre comedy. I'm pretty certain that the two of the girls in this are because they all have like nothing on their IMDBs, but one of them, I think the one that got actually naked in the pool is in what looks like softcore porn films, which would explain how awful her acting is. Uh, and, yeah. well, the delivery of lines like, I'll get the high score on the video machine. She's very skilled at removing her clothes, though. Yeah, and swimming in milk. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I couldn't see it. I, I couldn't see that pool looking weird, but... No, it looked weird to me in some of the close-ups because I because I was thinking because they made a reference to the fact that it had fresh chlorine in it. Yeah. Because I was thinking, how are they hiding from each other in that pool? It's a fucking it, the water's see-through. And <laughs> like, it's day, you're gonna like daytime yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> you're gonna know where they are. Like it's not a surprise. Don't worry, their dialogue sure cleared that up. Wait, where are we now? So the the dad is so killing the just son. killed his son three times over. Then the horny couple go to the garage. This is where I've written their names, Michael and Linda. Yeah. I can't remember why they went to the garage. Oh, they... so they go there, and then they also point out all the things that can kill them. So they start picking up the spike, and then he's like, look, it could go right into your head like this. And they're like, oh, why are these things on the walls so pointy and spiky? That seems odd to just hang nets on that. They wouldn't have to be so sharp. And then they go to the like the outboard motor. It's like, hey, do you reckon that's the thing that carved that guy up? <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> like you could you could do this with a little bit of subtlety. That's this film lacked any subtlety. Oh yeah, definitely. And the whole time they're in there, the daddy guy's watching through the crack in the door that he's hiding behind. There was two yeah. doors in that. Um, basement which were really confusing because it kind of felt like um one would have led to the, the outside outside but never did <laughs> exactly right it, it was 
but that is obviously a real place. I think the way they shot it was weird because it reminded me of the roof in in um in the room uh, the room where her, like that it does physically doesn't work. Yeah, you'd, you'd fall off the building if you went out there. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a door in the wrong place. Unless it was like storage under the stairs or something. Oh, maybe. Oh no, because you could see under, under the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah, maybe there um, was only one but there door was in a there. Jump but they scare. shot it. There's a jump scare hidden in one of the doors where every time they opened it, like some fisherman boots swung down. That, that was not. Oh, that was so not that, it was supposed that, to be a like, jump scare. That was, supposed that, was to be not, that was so stupid. It scared them twice. Um, but also it allowed for them to make a joke about Mike, the jock, never having a rubber that was too big. Uh, Hung like a moose. Apparently. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then... Is this when they leave? Is this when they go outside? I know they leave uh, and then Lin- not Linda, uh, Pam is getting something out of the car and she's being watched by the dad. Well, yeah, and then the dad just goes for a walk with a camera. He leaves his weapons behind and then he you just see the camera like POV as dad walking down the beach. Yeah, and he le- he leaves his perfectly lit axe behind in the in the room. Yeah. <laughs> also oh, okay. like I mean, I'm not like a car guy, but what is the point of those fucking convertibles where the roof is like fabric? Because you could surely easily break into that car because that guy proved with an axe like this speed going like this managed to (laughs) penetrate through it. He could probably just put his hands together and just slide through the material. Like a T-1000. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I got a feeling you just don't leave anything of value in that car. No, yeah. (laughs) And thankfully, you can't even turn that thing on. By the way, that's something they set up at the beginning. At the very start, yeah. yeah. Which I guess is the only reason for having that scene with the joke with um, Ralph. Not for Ralph. Yeah, the, the, the car's a bit shitty. It doesn't start. It doesn't start earlier on. But when Ralph goes into that place to get uh, those drinks and screws that guy over, the car is broken down because there's all steam coming out of it. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I thought they just grab grab more beers, more road beers. Also, there's actually, do you know what? There's a there's a few times in this film where somebody does something, and I'm like, why the fuck are they doing that? And then the character addresses it, including the bit at the end where he, where the guy is really fucked up, and she goes to put him in the driver's seat, and it's like, why are you doing that? And then he's just like, I can't drive, I'm all fucked up. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. why? Why is that in? there like why is that scripted in there they say the things um in horror films that that you would want to address but then they just fuck it off anyway so like when they break when they get in the house and they're like actually you no know, it looks like someone's been in here i think we should report it and they go on about that for a while yeah and then it's just like fine look i'll i'll, I'll report it tomorrow if that's the case or like he says, the he says like, in the morning in the morning i'll find a phone and I'll call dad and ask him if he's got the axe or whatever. And it's like, what do you mean you'll find a phone? Is it like hidden in the house? Like, I, I imagine the house doesn't have a phone. Oh, okay. Like the dad called from a phone box because he got a oh, call that from is someone true. telling him to call his dad at a phone box. Okay, you. That is wow. They wow. They addressed. They covered all corners yeah. in this. Yeah, I can't this remember is the airtight. Bit. This film. There was yeah. <laughs> there was a bit where this Ralph... is like primer. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what Ralph was doing, but he he like basically broke the fourth wall and was like, "Why am I even doing this?" Oh, it's, that's when he was like, when he had to go out looking for Mike and Holly, and he had to go lock 
yeah, that's annoyed me. I mean, we'll get to it in a minute, but it's not it's not Ralph's responsibility to lock that door. It would be fucking Ed Junior's responsibility to lock the door. Like he's the one with the keys for a start. Oh yeah, but he doesn't give a shit about locking the door. There's no one else in the island. Yeah. But if Ed doesn't do it, he's not going to get pussy. Also, the one thing that maybe isn't airtight is they make a point of showing Sue locking that kitchen door, and then she says that the kitchen door is locked, and then later on it's open again from the I other side. I think that's because he had come into the house and then left, which is why they knew something was up when they saw that door was open. Do you know what? When you see through that door, it looks it doesn't look like the staircase outside. It looks no, it like... it ground level. <laughs> No, it looks like there's a there's a staircase leading down. I think that is where the second door is downstairs. I think it leads to a staircase that goes upstairs. Oh, okay. Also, the amount of times people do not check in that garage when they're looking for people is infuriating. In the open garage, yeah. Including the bit at the end where they're like, oh, let's all walk around the house. Let's split up and walk around the house. And they're standing in front of the open garage where everyone is currently inside. And it's yeah. just like, just go in there. Just How turn are you around. not noticing? Just yeah, just, just turn around. Just turn around. <laughs> also, why is that still wide open? Like you would have shot that. Yeah, it's filled with corpses. Oh, yeah. But it's not yet because we're getting ahead of ourselves. Where are we? Where are we? I don't know. Uh, uh, the roof is on. The dad's engine. gone for a walk. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, Ralph makes another joke about um, about the mask, and he's like, "Oh, I guess there's going to be no um, virgin sacrifices tonight." Which is, you know, just 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 a nice reference. So, I mean, I guess there were no virgin sacrifices. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah. Although we don't know about Sue if she's got played by Thingy. So then the gang goes out to look for the couple, and I assume they just set the camera up in this position. They light the shot. They had the light set up, um, so it shone like right on one side of them as they walked outside. And then they use that shot about six times to have people leave and come back in. Yeah. There was also another one where the dad was hid behind the bush or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like the stalker shots on the beach. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of beach night shots in this film. Which a lot of them were at night. None of this really felt like padding to me, though, to be honest with you. There wasn't really a moment in this where I was just like, get to get to some action. No, because I guess at least they kept cutting back and forth between... The couple that's gone missing and the people searching for yeah. them. Yeah, um, the only bit that really bugged me massively was the first kill because I was like, it was just so rubbish. But um, that has explained where they couldn't do what they wanted to do because some effect problem. And but the workaround was fucking so rubbish that I was just like, okay, this one's going to be shit. But then the next kill after that made up for it. <laughs> yeah, that first kill was atrocious. Yeah, it's stupid. So we're we're probably. Pretty much there. So they, um, yeah, so the gang goes to look for the couple, the horny couple, uh, her, Mike, and Linda. And they somehow, without knowing this area, find a massive tented pool, yeah. go inside it, and it's it's beautifully lit. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like, and, and they, when they walk in, I guess, and they didn't turn these lights on, but when they walk in, like, some nice scenic lights turn on in in the back. The shot. Yeah, and then they turn out, and they're like, "Oh God, it's pitch black. I can't see you." But you can see everything. Everything. It's see, like I thought they were making like a ASC. joke. <laughs> I thought they were making a joke, but yeah, no, they were. That I think that was called acting, James. That they literally because then they bumped into each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then they reached down and turned on that little light, 
on the other side of the pool that made no difference to the lighting. No. And then got naked in this beautifully lit pool. Uh, I like as well in a moment when the light goes out while they're in the pool and the guy's like, don't worry, I'll get it. Swims out of shot, the light comes back on and he swims back into shot and there was no way in hell there was enough time for him to swim over, climb out of the pool, flick the switch, get back into the pool and swim across. And like, also no way in knowing hell. where those palm trees are, because you see a silhouette run behind the palm trees in the background. Oh, yeah, you do. I thought that was a but child He swam to the right. And they come in from the left, so he yeah. didn't even swim to the switch, right? Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> just swam out of shot and swam back in. Also, whoever erected that fucking tent, like that was not a very good security system because they just unzipped it and walked in. <laughs> I think it's probably more to keep it warm. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but who's keeping it warm? Well, well uh, there's no one on that island. There's a whole house with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> Also, what, do you reckon the people who owned the actual pool were fucked off that they poured loads of milk into it? Yes. <laughs> and and also, like, they're like, chlorine can't hurt you. And I'm like, well, if they've dumped a ton of chlorine in there, like, post, like, like the end of the season, that can probably fuck you up. It's yes. like really high. I mean, chlorine gas is very dangerous. <laughs> uh, and chlorine itself will just burn your skin there's a reason your eyes are like all messed up when you get out of a regular swimming pool but at least it's going to clean up it'll clear up mike's herpes yeah but if there's so much chlorine in the pool that it's gone cloudy i wouldn't jump in that pool <laughs> it will clear up your herpes mike yeah. but it will also clear up your skin <laughs> <laughs> I really it'll hope, clear up your life i really hope that mike listens to this and <laughs> well according to imdb he, he was a cunt <laughs> apparently they all got on with each oh, other yeah. and everyone loved each other apart from him like yeah. and he would do his own makeup as well to make it look right he would just go off tanning he looked like a really thin Dolph Lundgren to me yeah definitely like yeah, 80s 100%. Dolph Lundgren but like malnourished all the guys had like except him all the other guys had like crazy hairy chess yeah, and I, did, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like you're supposed to be 20 <laughs> Maybe 19. Yeah. Although I imagine Carl was quite a hairy man as a, as a child. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, he's got the body hairy, of Robin Williams now, dude. so... <laughs> <laughs> so the horny couple, they've gone for a swim. They're, like, frolicking around. Light went off. Light comes on. Pam is still a virgin. Like, they keep banging on about that when they cut back to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't notice any of that. I didn't notice any of the calling Farmer Virgin stuff. It was every time. The only bit I noticed is when he, they, um, they didn't, she wouldn't have sex with him. She was just like, look, I'm not going to have sex with you here, especially here. This place is just shit all. And he was like, fair enough. And every the amount you've mentioned it, I can't, I must have been writing notes and not paying attention. Every time. <laughs> I've got every a shitload of notes. She, so I barely referred to them because this film is so memorable. <laughs> They just have virgin written like every other line. <laughs> so then they play underwater hide and seek where, as we said, it's supposed to be dark, but you can see everything. Also, even if like it wasn't like all you have to do to play underwater hide and seek, if you honestly, if you cannot see the person above the water, 
because of the way the light refracts or whatever. Just go under the water and open your eyes and you will see where they are. No, because you're going to come up with a skull filled <laughs> with no eyes with the amount of chlorine in there. <laughs> that is away, true. Like slugs. Wow, they did. Man, this film is airtight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they figured it out. And also, I mean... We find out later that everyone is blind anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. So yeah, so this is where Ed now appears. She starts floating, uh, like tits up and exposed in the pool, and then slow mo hands come up and grab her face and pull her under. As you see, what looks like about two frames per second. Yeah. of this footage because they decided sh- on the day they had a workaround because they they har- he was going to harpoon her from under the water. Yeah. They couldn't get it to work. So they were just they figured out a workaround they're like we'll just drown her. This is the shot I noticed where it was milky. But like also we're led to believe that the killer pulled her under and drowned her and then carried her body out of the swimming pool and stole that guy's clothes. All the while he was under the water. It's also very dark in there. <laughs> so, like there was, there was actually a nice shot where she went under the water and he came up. Yeah, and they kept nice doing cut. that as well. So they kept showing them being underwater and then like taking it in turns so they couldn't see each other. Yeah, but basically he was that felt un- like a bit of filler. This like this scene felt like a bit of filler to lead to quite a poor payoff. The harpoon would have been great. The harpoon would have been great. There is uh, a bit in a second which I just pissed me off. A really bad jump scare slash reveal, which made no sense when it got revealed. So um, he comes out of the water and see, yeah. or he, he stands up and sees that she's gone. Oh, God. And then he realizes the clothes are gone. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So he climbs out and he's like, I think he says, oh, no, we'll get to that in a second. He. Starts following a trail of clothes. Yeah, he uh, gets his 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 pants. Yeah, and then see, he thinks he sees her because around a corner he sees the perfect shadow of a pair of hands. And then when he jumps out at it, it's a two D cutout of a cartoon fisherman that isn't even reaching forward. No, and I yeah, I was I had the same thought. I was like, where is this light? Yeah, what, how is this falling? And then. He get, grabs his socks off of it, and then he's like, I, what I really want is a jacket. And I thought he was making sexual references, but I think he actually wanted his jacket because it was cold. I thought Can he I wanted just a ask, jacket you and... to jacket. Oh, oh. jacket. I was going to say, like, what What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like a family okay. guy episode with like, jacket off, jacket off. And she takes her jacket off. Okay. Um, uh, well, he finds his jacket. And then it turns but he, out but he walks away from. He takes his socks and he walks off. And then that thing starts moving. And I was like, "Was someone?" Does he not knock it? it? Does he not knock it as he walked past? He says it something to it and like taps it. Like, it didn't look like it. But well, but as, as soon as he gets his stuff, he goes outside and finds his jacket. And then he hops over a wall and he's at the house. Do you recognize that wall? No, should I have? Yeah. What? Oh wait, is that the wall? Later on, is that the wall from later on? Yeah, it's a very poorly built cinder like placed cinder block wall nice <laughs> well the point is they were just next door the whole time and like the, when they go searching on the beach for them they just can't find them yeah so okay so then he's following the clothes 
and then he picks up her like bra and then he says oh this is oh this is going i like where this is going and it's like mate she was naked already and then when you were together in the pool (laughs) yeah like what do you mean like with it it was already in a good position for you yeah except for the burning and the chlorine but like (laughs) um and then he finds the panties um and then he opens the door with the panties on Mm -hmm. does he get jump scared then no, this is he opens the door and accidentally has a uh speedboat accident, <laughs> just like Ed Jr. accidentally, in air quotes, yeah. shot his mum for fun. Yeah, so okay, all right, I loved and hated this. Yeah, so um, he's got he's got the outboard motor and he's like grinding it into the camera and it cuts to um, to Mike who has like a slash in his chest and is just screaming. And it cuts back to Ed Sr. or Big Ed, who's covered in blood, <laughs> caked in it. And it cuts back to Mike, who's pristine, except for a couple of cuts, maybe because he had to do his own makeup and didn't know he was being <laughs> bloodied up that day. <laughs> and it cuts back to Ed, who's like drowning like the... Evil Dead remake amount of blood on him. <laughs> and Mike has the longest death scene that I think I've ever seen a character go through. It, I actually had to rewind because there was a little detail that I thought was so fucking good that they included. And I was like, did I just see that and rewound and watch it again? But when he's like, like that, and he's all gashed up, his fingers are missing on one of his hands. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, was his fingers missing? And I rewound it and rewatched it. Yeah, his fingers on his right hand, uh, like half of them are missing while he's like, oh, all mashed up. That is very well played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I missed that. The, um, do you know what? But... The, the one thing this film had going for it, considering how clearly low budget it was, was the effects were fucking impressive. Yeah, they were decent. And when they happen, they're fucking great, which is such a shame that that um, underwater one didn't work. And that, that whole bit is ruined because of that. This made up for it, and then later ones are going to be pretty good. Do you reckon I mean, when, they, when they did that, they filmed her being dragged under, and they were like, fuck, we did that really quickly. We don't have any other takes of this, and we've already moved the filming back to the house, so we can't go back and film that scene again. <laughs> yeah. They found out we were in the yeah. pool. They won't let us go back because of all the milk. <laughs> um, I mean, I wonder if they were planning on doing like a stunt in there, maybe they put milk in so it'd show up the blood better or something. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Just before he opens the door and gets motorboated, he says, I'm coming to get you, almost as if he's about to say, I'm coming to get you, Barbara. Which, if it is a reference to... But her to... name is Linda. Yeah. <laughs> it... Which could be a reference to Evil Dead. Which, if that is a reference to The Night of the Living Dead, it means it predates Shaun of the Dead doing it by a long time. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I don't think this film is that smart. It may be. It could. It clearly is referencing other films. Like, clearly it's referencing other films. But is it intentional? Or is he just being like, fuck, how should this scene... Oh, I know, I've seen this one before. Let's just do that. Well, if we go under the vise that it is a comedy, then I feel like it is jokingly referencing like so i'm coming to get a you half parody maybe because it's not, not... parody because it's trying to be true to the genre as well 
you say it's trying to be true to the genre, but there is a bit coming up which is so fucking mental. There's a couple of bits. <laughs> Wait, is this the cop? No. Uh, well, hang on. What happens now? Yeah. Oh, um, so first of all, um, after he gets motorboated, we see him get hooked onto the wall. Oh, and then he, yeah, and then he he picks up Linda's head and slams her head into the spike. Yeah, which is, which is nice. I like that. Now we get the cop on the beach who is literally patrolling the beach. When he said there was a guy patrolling the beach, I didn't mean, I didn't realize he meant fucking literally there was a guy just walking the beach alone in the just dark. A, just a beat cop on his own and <laughs> uh, midnight strolls. Like empty, what the fuck island where nothing happens. Yeah. So yeah, they have a load of like useless conversation there, but they basically say we're staying at my dad's house. Something went missing, but we think it's fine. We'll let you know tomorrow. And he's like, mm -hmm. cool, I won't do anything. Turns around, calls his radio, and he's like, so I'm going to go and investigate this house. I think there's been a robbery or something. Do you know what? Airtight, because that explains why the police show up later on. It really does. Airtight. It really does. Airtight, mate. Because how else would they be able to use that breakaway leg if the police didn't turn up later <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking twist <laughs> mate we all get to that ending oh my god i didn't ending. expect when the car pulls away i didn't expect what to happen no. to happen like <laughs> oh so good also i'm really sorry and i know it's not the character's fault or the actor's fault it's the dop i guess or lack of one but at the end when he's like oh my god it's my dad it's like how did you not fucking notice yeah. He was in bright daylight the whole time. Well, you were fighting him. <laughs> yeah, like looking at him. He stood over you and stabbed you in the leg. Like, how did you yeah. not notice? Stupid. I know. He hasn't aged a day in 30 years. And like, okay, so Madman, it made sense, right? They And, and we've had this with a few things now where you've known the killer from the, from the outset, mm -hmm. right? With this, they showed you he was laying sleeping with a battle axe before any murders happened. Yeah, we know who it is. There's no like, there's no mystery here, so you can't no. have him being shocked when he sees his dad. We should have been in his shoes if they wanted that that reaction. And again, I know it's the mistake of a film and not of reality, but like, if we are on a beach that close to that house. And somebody got motorboated and was screaming. Do you think you, the waves would really cover that up, or would you hear that? Oh, waves can be. There is a storm coming. Yeah, but it's not here yet. One year storm. <laughs> it's not um, here yet, mate. <laughs> um, I mean, it's pretty noisy at the beach, but I reckon I would hear a the motor being turned on. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah exactly. Also, also, a five minute death. <laughs> How do you stealth kill someone with a fucking motor that you have to turn on? Like he just As opens up the door and it's already on. Arms raised like he's melting in lava, just like ah. So what happens to the cop, James? Oh my god. So the cop goes to investigate the house. Rightfully, as he said. Snoops around a little bit. Snoop is gonna snoop. Turns around and gets two by fours in the fucking face. He gets stabbed in the face by what looks like a fence post. <laughs> and then he gets battle-axed in the neck and gets his head sliced clean off. I, the I head falls down. on the floor and we cut to his torso 
just like his body's like kneeling with a headless corpse before it falls down. And yeah. they really like to let those shots linger in this in this film. Well, his head lands by the torch as well, so the torch is shining on the head, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I wrote down that he gets a splinter and then gets axed <laughs> if he is okay. <laughs> hey, that was like the violence took a jump in this film. It went from he to like excessive a fence post through his cheek to kill him. Yeah, I'm like this guy is a pro hunter. He has so many tools. He chooses a blunt piece of wood. To kill this cop with. <laughs> I mean, I guess the axe was right. the actual kill, but like, you didn't need the the the, the fence post was excessive. <laughs> yeah, you didn't yeah. need it. No, I mean, I'm but, glad it's there. Yeah, me too. I appreciate it being there. Yeah, <laughs> at least somebody got some wood in this film. Okay, so now uh, Thingy makes a joke about Pam being a virgin one last time while wearing the mask, and then she gets really pissed off. And she hits him in the stomach. The mask can break quite easily, so Ed just like takes the mask. The mask from... looks like it was made in, uh, like like he had made art it class. In, in art class in school. Yeah, <laughs> like in a kiln or whatever. Like it doesn't look like an actual tribal mask. Yeah, but I like the Ralph. Basically, Ralph gets hit in the nuts, and he gingerly passes the mask over because he doesn't want to break it. But wait, actually, one thing with that mask that confused me. We first saw it when it was hanging on the wall. I think there's two of then them. Then we see it again when it's on the floor and someone picks it up off the floor and they're like, huh, what's this thing on the floor? I think there's two of them. because No. I think so, because the one that was on the wall was above the framed picture of the guy throwing the thing. Yeah. And the one above that seemed quite small compared to that one, which you could actually wear as a mask. I think there was two of them. I, I thought it's only one because because the second he, one was he upstairs. Stole it from a priest. But the, the one they discovered up uh, when they went upstairs, and that was on the floor. Whereas the oh, one that, that we saw the living room downstairs. No, because they I think they'd gone upstairs to find the bedroom. Unless there's a missing scene where he gets knocked off. Uh, but but it wasn't in. It was like they walked through a door and found it on the floor. But where mm. it was hanging in the wall, like in that room, it was like in a corner. Like they wouldn't have accidentally have come across that. It was like behind a sofa or something. So like, yeah, it did fall off. It'd fall off onto the sofa. I feel like they reorganized that room after that first shoot. I think there was two of them and one was smaller, but I also might be completely wrong because it was a stupid thing to have in the house anyway. Yeah. So, so Pam knows judo. She like, grabs Ralph and throws him on the floor, mounts him, and then like threatens to beat his face off. But it doesn't come across as that threatening. I thought they were just having a laugh. No, she was pissed. You see, that's the thing. You thought that Ralph was just having a laugh this whole time, but it was at Pam's expense. Every joke, Lee. And you every, thought that every joke, um, Ed Jr. killed so his mum on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> well, he definitely did. <laughs> well, he put a bow on it. I mean, he really didn't seem to care that he had murdered his mum either. No. And the beating his dad gave him for it was like, he just knocked over a vase. A gentle backhand. Yeah. <laughs> Why um, you? And also his dad's a mute anyway, so maybe, yeah. Maybe he didn't oh, know how to express true. himself. That is true. He doesn't say a single word in this film. And he's, he's Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Mate, they're all blind. <laughs> uh, which we're about to get to. So to get over the trauma of Pam almost killing 
Ralph. <laughs> it was that tent. Yeah. They decided to play Blind Man's Bluff, uh, which is basically hide and seek. But when you find them, you hide with them until it's left where it's one person looking for it. And I know that because they told us the rules very clearly. The way they told the rules, though, seemed to imply that they would go outside and then they'd go back in the house one by one and try to find her. But yeah, it they seemed didn't a bit weird. That. They all went in. Yeah. Split up. In a pitch, in a very bright house. To which they there was levels of them not being able to see, mixed with levels of them being able to see, because like they'd walk around the house and not be able to see anything, but then when Ralph knocks his head on that fucking cat thing, he knows exactly what it is when he looks at it, and yeah. it's like, so you can see it. And then also Ed goes into a room upstairs and jumps out and looks behind the door. Yeah. He doesn't feel behind the door. And it's then... so confusing when you do see her hiding place because she's just standing in the kitchen. Yeah. And it's she's, like how at she's least just like opened up a freezer box to half like to cover her chest, but like her face and shoulders are still still yeah. clearly visible. And then when there the was... other two find her, they actually hide in that room, like yeah. properly. There was something I liked in that though, where she had locked the kitchen door to stop them cheating and coming through that door. Mm, and and the dad the tried side. to come through the door and she's like, ah, 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 no cheating. You got to go to the front like everyone else. Yeah, that bit was good. Which I thought was quite cool. But yes, yeah, so then you have, I think Pam finds finds her first by like standing right next to her and waving her hands around in bright daylight until she touches her shoulder. <laughs> and then Ralph finds her by squeezing her tits. Classic. And then Ralph tries to hide under the um, under the bench and tries to squeeze Pam's tits. <laughs> right, <laughs> he like fills her hair. He's like, "Okay, that's Pam," and then fills her face and then goes lower and she slaps his hands out of the way. <laughs> Mate, Ralph is a card. <laughs> oh, Ralph doesn't run. Can I ask <laughs> as well? Get him. At what point do you think Ralph set up that hanging puppet thing? When would he have done that? I don't know. Because surely his girlfriend would have triggered it. it. Yeah. Surely his girlfriend would have triggered it when she left the room, if it was their room. I think he did it to Mike and Linda's room. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair Um, enough. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do think he says something. He does make a reference to something that they're going to get a kick out of. And they were like, what have you done, Ralph? Yeah. When they're playing Monopoly, he comes down. They're like, what have you done? You're snowing. Okay. Okay, yeah. mate, airtight. And that's when you see a mask over the top of that sofa, which is definitely not the same place that we saw a mask before, so you might be right. Okay, so then the dad enters the house, and then the dad sees Ed and, like, mm-hmm. raises a weapon to go and attack Ed. Is it not the fish Junior. hook? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. It's a, it's, that's a weapon, right? Oh, no, um, no, no, it was a, it was a tire iron, because I wrote uh, down that he's tired of his son. <laughs> Hey. They need to iron out their problems. Um, hey, woo! And then he walks in. Ned goes right up to the fridge and like opens. I like that bit. The fridge, adding more light to the already very bright room, and then turns on a blinding light. <laughs> well, they're like, "Oh, how did you?" Because he, he opens the fridge and is like, "Do you guys want a beer?" Yeah. And there, and she's like, "How did you find us?" And then Ralph is like, "Oh, process of elimination. He went into every other room of the house, so we had yeah. to have been in here." And it's like, "No, he found you because you're in fucking broad daylight and you're just standing in a fucking living room." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I do want to play that game though. 
Yeah, it looked like a lot. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to play it in like a haunted house, mate. That's there's a short film in there that we could do where there's a uh-huh. fucking ghost in there that they don't realize is there. Yeah, but then it could go either way. He could join the game, and it becomes Scooby Doo like silliness. Like if the ghost wa- feeling everyone up. If the ghost like watches fucking us go into a room and then follows us in, and we're now dressed as greengrocers, and then we trick him into <laughs> buying something like in a fucking Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I watched Ready or Not the other day. Mike suggested it that Ooh, we watch yeah. it. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I've seen it. Have you seen yeah, it? Like oh, it's really yeah. good, right? Yeah, yeah I really it was a, enjoyed it. There was a couple of points where I thought, specifically, the teleporting butler was super unfair, mm. but yeah, it was overall, it's fucking way worth it. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Way more fun than this film, which is good, which is, this film was good. Yeah, but, but it, was it was just, it wasn't, it needed, it needed a bit more pizzazz to it. It I, either needed some good direction. Yes. Or some good acting or a good script. Well, well, the last film had bad acting, but very good directing. So yeah. if the same guy had made this, this would have been a fucking masterpiece. Exactly. Also, there's not enough Ralph in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're about to have an entire scene of him. So then, uh, where are we? Do they all go to bed? Yeah, they all go off to bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then Ralph is told that he needs to lock up the house so that he can see his girlfriend's Tartars. Okay. He does a sped up comedy this bit this bit is so weird which is so she, strange. She, like, yeah she goes to like she doesn't around. she just like pulls apart her top slightly She's like, you'll see this if you lock up the house and go find our friends because they've been missing for ages and so they put on like a skit mute like comedy skit fast music while he in like treble time gets dressed and yeah. runs out the room but then comes back into the room and like bows at her and then runs back out again. It and then he goes, so strange. Well, he says, uh, he, she's like, Oh, you need to lock the door. And he's like, why we're the only people on the Island. And then he goes to tell the others that he's going to go lock the door. And you hear Ed go, why we're the only people on the Island. And he's and like, then... if I don't, I won't get poontang. You don't understand. <laughs> she's a virgin. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't know what that's like. Uh, Pam answers the door to him and they have a back and forth. And it's only notable because then, uh, Ralph does a flawless impression of Stan Laurel. And it's just like, are the kids going to get that reference in 1985? Are the kids going to get the reference to Stan Laurel? Maybe that? 1985. I mean, I got the reference, so... Yeah, yeah, I found it really strange. But did, did we miss the scene about about Ed trying to get his end away? Yeah, I think we did. I think it was yeah, previous to this. Pam's a virgin, guys. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, not oh, up if, for it. Oh, did you not know? <laughs> She's not up for it. I wrote down that Ralph is basically... A cartoon character yeah like because now is the moment where i see if i've written down what he says ralph does a one-man show in a garage until his pitchforks in the neck this is it this is it this is the bit this is the bit this is the first time i noticed it happened in the film he goes downstairs and he's trying to find them and he goes down and he sees that the garage is open and he starts whisper shouting into the garage and i'm thinking he's the only they're the only people on this island Everyone upstairs is awake, so why the fuck is he whispering? Everyone's been murdered at the top of their lungs. Yeah. Why is he whispering? And then he says to the camera, why am I whispering that we're the only people on this island? And I was just like, "Yeah." that was the first time I noticed it actually happened. They do it a couple of times where they're doing something so dumb that they have to then say to the camera, 
why are we doing this? But it's like when they bounced into the cop and they said, hey, it's really weird that he can just walk up on people while he's got so much equipment on. And I was wondering, did someone say that right after they filmed that, that scene with the cop, but the cop had left and he was wearing loads of equipment and they didn't, they didn't discuss it. So maybe we should just bring it up. I do. It does kind of work with Ralph, though, because, uh, he, like I said, he's a bit of a cartoon character, so he probably would speak aloud and address dumb stuff. Yeah, and he does it like for this whole scene as well. When he's like walking down, he's like, oh, man, I can't believe I've got to go find these two. Mm. I'm going to go do this. But he uses the same, he's like saying the same filler stuff when he walks out of one room and continues saying the same thing, but slightly different when he walks into the other room. <laughs> so they're this probably is... like, just say that line from the previous scene and we'll find a nice point to edit in. And they just kept everything. This is where he picks up one of those pyramid nail things and fucking well, He finds a pair it. of panties on the door and he keeps joking about them banging and then yeah then he he pyramids and then he does something which i thought was really funny but then he didn't <laughs> do it he picks up a hammer and nail and he's like for your own safety <laughs> and i have to do this and goes to nail the door shut and that's the door with the killer in it right? with the killer in it and i yeah. thought that was really funny <laughs> And then he's like, oh, even I'm not that cruel. Like, because I legit think that would have been a fucking hilarious thing to have done, but also would have saved the day. Yeah. Because it would have he, so he would have sealed the killer in the... I mean, he has an axe and cut but through that door. The, but the like... killer was asleep until he launched that pyramid at the door. Yeah. Like, slammed it in and woke him up. It is kind of weird, not in a bad way, that he is killing people and then just, like, going to sleep yeah. with the dead bodies and he's just in that room sleeping, like, well, almost like they disturbed his sleep, so he just went and killed them. Did they actually say at what, like, one point early on, he's hunted everything except humans? Potentially, although he or did, did, get, I make he did that get one up? with a fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking this is, like, very Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. So, yeah, so he then eventually caves in and opens that door it's like look lovebirds i have something upstairs that i need to go do so you better come out and he gets pitchforks right in the neck this effect looks really cheap but made up for it with the fact that when he gets pitchforked into uh through the neck and then then stapled to a wall the handle snaps off the uh pitchfork leaving him hanging yeah uh it looked really dodgy but that was a nice touch i mean the handle snapping was basically like it just pulled away clearly pulled away yeah <laughs> and i was like i was like maybe it's like a special harpoon trident <laughs> 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 but no it was a lame death for such a great character but made up for for the fact that the handle broke off and he stayed he wasn't pain in the neck so it yeah could have been fitting airtight james airtight let me explain to you why that's funny <laughs> okay now we get a bit of somewhat filler first of all can i point out so i noticed as we said earlier on in the record in the film james I noticed earlier on oh, that, that Ed Jr. was wearing a red shirt, which was identical almost to what his dad was wearing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I also noticed that when, in a moment, Pam gets out of bed and I noticed that he was wearing the red shirt. Oh, he got into bed fully dressed and got oh, out yeah. of bed wearing when... like trousers with a belt on. I think she was also fully dressed in bed. But because she I... opened the door in a nighty. 
when Ralph went in to speak to her, he was wearing a night. She was wearing a nightie. I think she was wearing just a t-shirt. And then she came back to him wearing like a full jumper and jeans. Because basically, the point, the and what I found stupid was that they were sleeping underdressed for bed, in that they are fully dressed. Whereas Sue was suddenly overdressed in what the fuck was she wearing? Like a looked like a uh, bridal fucking yeah so that is i believe in in, in the 1930s something that's there to entice the man to the bedroom <laughs> yeah right time from work like no like no like... offense to this to whatever but like i don't think that lady that woman in the 80s if she wanted to turn on ralph would have dressed like like fucking Lucy from fucking Dracula, she yeah. would have like put something She's basically skimpy on. dressed like a corpse bride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like something that would haunt you. Yeah, it was so weird. I mean, she to be fair to her though, she did have to go outside and do stuff. So she's probably like, I'm not gonna wear something skimpy. But it was just like, <laughs> what the fuck is she wearing? Yeah. Why is she it dressed like... like wear your bra and put on a jacket? <laughs> yeah. Or she was like, how about I dress like I'm on Little House on the Prairie <laughs> and then we get on a stagecoach and go away at the end. Like, it was so fucking weird. Yeah, really strange. So this this whole bit, we, we're, we're wrapping up, but this whole bit feels a bit fillery, where she's like looking for him while being stalked slowly by... Yeah, and she goes around the house and comes in at the point where, like, and while that's happening, Pam has woken up and she's like, well, something's not right here. It sounds really quiet. And normally this house is full of like people banging and Ralph cracking wise jokes in the middle of sex. Yeah. So she tries to wake up Ed and eventually wakes up Ed. He's like, oh, some of the worst waking up acting I've ever seen. It was almost as bad as Mike's death. (laughs) (laughs) They go downstairs and bump into Sue, who's now come back in. They tell her to go get dressed. They say they're leaving. And what I like is they're like, no, we leave right now. We leave immediately. And she's like, but can we just look one more time for Ralph? And say, no, we have to leave right now. Like, it's the safe thing. And you can see yeah. that it's like they don't want to fall for the tropes. So yeah. they have that discussion that would normally be cut out of the scene to speed that it bit, up. That bit was pretty good in in the progressiveness of let's just get the fuck out of here. I don't care yeah. about the others. We can come back for them. We need to get the police. Yeah. And like you say, it gets rid of those tropes of people doing something stupid. But then it has the biggest horror movie trope of all time, which is the car won't start. <laughs> But, but then he's like, let's split up. I'll go around here. You two women go around there. And she's like, whoa, I don't want to be split up from you. It was absolutely stupid that they were going to split up anyway. They should have all just, yeah. as a group, walked around. So what's <sighs> nice is that she then walks around. And before she gets around the corner, you see Big Ed is stood there with his battle axe. So I thought then, cause she looked into the garage. I was like, oh, go into the fucking garage and then yeah. you'll see. But no, she didn't go in. No, she goes uh, around the corner and he grabs and her by the throat so she can't scream. Imagine if Lexi went missing, right? Right now, during this record, Lexi's gone missing, but you don't know this. And she's like, you're in a room right now. You're on the second floor of your house. You're in the office. Lexi's yep. gone missing, right? But where she actually <laughs> is, hang on, where she actually is, is the living room downstairs. That's where she is. It's like they've just avoided one of the rooms and are, and us absolutely stumped that people have gone missing. It's so bizarre that they wouldn't think to look in there. 
And look, it's fine that it's fine that they maybe walked past and glanced and they could see it was empty and they were hidden in a cupboard. Right. I'm okay yeah. with that. But the fact they never turned to face that open garage is ridiculous. Maybe they were so scared that a pair of rubber boots would jump out at them. <laughs> Which, yeah, happened again to By the way, Mike. That happened to Mike, didn't it? Well, that happened to one of them the second time. Can I just say now, if Lexi is dead when we finished recording this, I had nothing to do with it's it. Entirely, <laughs> it's entirely a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So this, this, is, this is fucking fuck me. brutal, James. Yeah. So he lifts her up by the throat. Voorhees mm-hmm. style, like mm-hmm. carries her around to the workbench, clears the workbench. How much noise is he making? So much. He's like, like dropping hammers and screwdrivers off the side of this workbench on the floor. Picks up his gaff, the massive like um shark hook thing. I can say right now, James, I did not see what is about to happen. I did not see that coming. Well, sure. Probably. I don't think I'll make a virgin joke here. Um, (laughs) He um, rams the spike in a fanny. Yeah. Uh, For our American uh, listeners, vagina. (laughs) He stabs up the twat. (laughs) For our American listeners, twat. (laughs) It's pronounced twat. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah, he impales her between the legs and like rams up the knife uh the the fish hook through her guts and then lifts her up with it so you see it like talking at her stomach and you see yeah some really nice gore and then how how, how does he kill her because he hasn't killed her but she's not screaming in pain maybe because her throat was hurt okay so i think what he does because he Basically, he seems to like daze people with a different move, and then his finisher is axing them a question. Mm-hmm. He axes if she's all right. And I think, James, that he doesn't chop her head off, he even though it mostly it's... chops her head off. Yeah. Because, but the only reason I say this is because in a second, when Pam comes in and finds her and taps her on the shoulder, her head seems to roll off. Right, but also it seems it's. Uh, I mean, it may be pitch black in there. <laughs> well, yeah, no but no one can see anything. But it seems like when Pam walks in, he hasn't. She hasn't noticed that there's. He may have removed the fish hook, but her lower half will be covered in blood, and yeah. that's a heavy flow. Like yeah. <laughs> you can't excuse that. But the only reason I say he doesn't cut her head off is because there's a shot coming up in a second where he drags Sue's body into the room with her hooks on it and her head is still attached. But when Pam shakes her body, like her head rolls and like it, it's like half hanging off, it looks like. I think there's still a bit, there must be a bit that it's not fully cut off. We also forgot to mention that yeah, we the cop put the cop on the wall. Oh my God, so he decapitated the cop. <laughs> he sticks the head on the spike <laughs> on its own. And I'm going to let you describe this one. I don't even know how he props the body up. So he winches the okay. He winches the body up on a rope. Okay. But that body has a torch, like the um, the mag light the cop was using that lit up his face outside is yeah. now tied to his chest, showing his cavernous neck. Yeah. And he winches the 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 the, the like torch lit body up under the head, so you then see this like underlit blooded face and. Doesn't he turn the torch off as he leaves the room? 
bravo like yeah that was superb i was just thinking of that how did we miss that i can't remember how why he dragged when he drags sue's body away but he definitely does because i was really confused as to why because i thought it was ed that he was dragging but then i was like no that looks like sue but she's still got her head on because i can't even remember what happens now so linda they come in and they find her there linda touches her her head comes off and linda's saying don't look don't look but there's no No. fucking way on earth he didn't see that no linda linda sees it ed sees it ed then opens the cupboard door and sees all the bodies then he says to her don't look or something she's no i swear she's saying don't look when she finds the body because i rewound it to see if her head did come off because it was still attached in the next shot so i watched that bit twice and i swear it's her saying don't look don't look and Mm -hmm. he's freaking out and i'm like well he definitely seen it and then i was like are they trying to imply that it's so dark in there that they can't see anything because obviously Maybe, but, but then in this bit, it is really dark in there. Yeah, because, because he doesn't know it's his dad. Yeah, but I mean, it's a lot darker than it is upstairs, where you could see every fucking minute detail. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we struggle to see what's happening in that room a lot of the time. Yeah, unless um, uh, Ralph is like monologuing. Um, fucking... So so now, like they're like, oh shit, don't like don't look. Yeah, there are dead bodies everywhere, and they see a shadow of a man with a battle axe. And they know that his dad's battle axe is stolen yeah. or taken by his dad. And um, and yeah, so Ed hides, gets, uh, gets oh yeah, they see, um, yeah they see him coming, hide in the cupboard, and then Ed gets like a stick. Oh, sorry. Yep. He gets her to hide in the room with all the dead bodies in it. Yeah. Does he not? Know. Does he not lock her in or something? No, he doesn't lock her in. He he so he shuts her in a room full of dead bodies. That is gonna fucking scar you for life. It's dark. She, she and it's her. It's, it's their friends. Oh, because yeah. he. Sorry, he opens the door and finds Ralph. In it would have been great if she was like in the pitch black, feeling around, finds a torch. <laughs> clicks it on, and it's the cop's <laughs> head. That would have been genius. Oh. Um, that would have been genius. That would have been amazing. And then, so yeah, so Ed Senior comes in. Ed Junior clocks him with a stick, and the dad just kind of stands up and like smacks the shit out of his son with one hit, and he goes down like an absolute bitch. And then he just like he drags him around for a bit. He goes off. He gets some tape. He comes back and tapes up his feet or ties up his feet together. Yeah, and then Pam comes out to distract him, picks up one of those pyramids, fucking launches it into his temple, and then he's like, he just pulls it out like the Terminator, and then just stands up a little bit dazed, walks towards her, and she starts like so slowly that she can just root through drawers, finds a nice fishing knife, holds it up in the nice light for us, and then slowly walks towards him and impales it into his chest. Yeah, and he does nothing. <laughs> we have missed a bit, so though. so strong. There is... I don't know how or... I don't know <gasps> Sorry, what he did, yeah. but he stabs his son in the leg so somehow. He comes out and distracts him. And this is really clever. So she comes out and distracts him. She's like, hey, you big bozo. And he looks at her, and I think she's, like, being menacing. So he's like, fine, my son's on the floor. He's already got his feet tied up. But I'm going to fuck him up so he can't run away. So he, like, stabs oh. him in the leg. Which is really clever. Yeah. Because normally in a horror film, they're distracting the first person who just run up and hit him in the back of the head with something. Okay. Well, he is supposed to be an expert <laughs> hunter, so that does make sense. And I thought like the blood packet in the leg looked really good. Like his leg was filled with blood. The blood in this is pretty good. How did he 
incapacity. Oh, the knife. They stab him and he yeah. falls down. Yeah, he falls down. Then they run and get into a car. She very slowly and rightfully winds up the windows on both sides so no one can just reach through and, and like grab them. Yeah. But it takes a bit of time. Also, she starts the car, but she doesn't know how to start it, so it stalls it. And he's just like, okay, let's just wait it out. He's like, you fucking bitch, you flooded the engine. Yeah. He's like, I'm um, sorry, I'm bleeding out. So she gets a cloth. She like tourniquets his leg. Which you see while they're doing it, you see him get up and move uh, out of the way while yeah. they're not looking, which is good. But then this bit I had to rewatch because I was so confused because he goes to her, turn off the headlights to, to save the battery, to save the battery. And then you see her turn the headlights on. But oh. I had I rewound it. What happens is, is that she turns them off and it's so brief because she's obviously turned them off and realised, hang on, and then turns them back on, because she's like, oh, fuck, he's not there. He's gone. Ah, uh, okay. I, yeah, I had to watch yeah, that bit because I, I was like, I thought she what? just turned them on when he was yeah, going to turn same. them off. But she does turn it off, but it's so brief. Mm. But it, I think it's to be like, oh, fuck, I've just realised he's not there and turns them back on. And, and then, then she he... freaks out that he's not there. And then yeah. he appears behind them, like on like climbing on top of the car with his massive battle axe, slowly pushing it into the material at different places. By slow, like he looks like he's about to like absolutely sma- massacre them, but then he just like l- slowly I think he was worried he was gonna fall in. <laughs> like there's gotta be no support on that thing, right? <laughs> Definitely. So then he the, and then the guys instead of being like, you know, let's let it rest, he's like, all right, we have to get out of here, so just do everything, even though that's not gonna work. Uh, but it does work. And I think also, they were... he could have just battle axed down and like killed him. Yeah. But instead he reached through and grabbed his throat and tried to choke him and like pull him out of the chair, but like choking him up. And Pam did something very nice here. She presses in the cigarette lighter. Oh yeah, yeah. To heat it up. <laughs> And then pulls it out and like melts all his skin off <laughs> in his hand. So that's why he then pulls away and stops choking him out. You then see the police pull up. Yeah. And she gets the car started and she and slams it in reverse, then stops and he flies off. Yeah. And then she just decides to run him over for shits and giggles. See, this this is this is where it's always good where they're like they make sure they fucking get them. Because, you yeah. know, like loads of times in horror films, they'll just assume they're down for the count, which they've already done once. So mm-hmm. they're like, no, fuck this. And just ram him into that wall, which fucks up the wall. The wall is so... Because, it, yeah, it's just cinder blocks placed on top of each other. Nothing is stuck together. Yeah. And it's definitely like polystyrene. <laughs> and then happens... Then something happens that I did not fucking see coming. The police run over and then they're like, move the car or whatever. She pulls the car forward and he, the dad, falls down, but only his top half. No, you see the top half still on, still on the car as they pull forward, and it just shows the bottom half falling down, with all the guts <laughs> spilling out of his, out of his like groin at that point, mm-hmm. I guess, from his hips. Um, yeah. And then the top half falls off, and then the cop goes round the back to like check on him. After they, yeah, after they told him to pull forward, and he swings a fucking battle axe and slices the leg off the cop. <laughs> and I wonder like, like, laugh- oh, did I just it- see that? And then he starts like laughing, and there's that fucking cool shot. There's some really cool shot, specifically every shot with the axe, and it is like really well lit. But he's mm. like laughing, and then like smacks the axe into the ground. 
like in the foreground and it just looks awesome yeah yeah he's laughing just <laughs> but just, just just like a torso with arms on the ground it, like there's loads of stuff that doesn't happen in this film but then when stuff does happen it's so over the top and violent that it's just like yeah. holy shit that was it's good. like two very different films and there were two directors on this so i wonder if one oh. did the i wonder if one did the gore do you know what? That would make sense because, like I said, there's some shots that look fucking incredible. Like there's a bit earlier on when they go outside and then the camera follows them and then waits at the door and like it's perfectly framed with the curtains and shit. Yeah, that's the shot is... they use like six times when people came yeah. in and out. So I think once they, I mean, we've all been there. Once you find a shot that's nice, you're like, oh, we, we can use that again. But then, but then you'll get scenes like them having the argument in the Monopoly room, and it looks like it's filmed like a fucking sitcom. Uh, sitcom. Yeah, it just looks yeah. off. Yeah, and I think they had one horror and one comedy director, maybe, <laughs> which yeah. also explains why this film doesn't meld. But but then they had a weird scene. Yeah, yeah the post credit or not even post credit scene, pre credit scene that was just pointless. Which is Ed waking up in hospital and being fine walking through to pam yeah who kisses his hand yeah and, and i then... was just I, <laughs> I all right oh fuck, i don't fuck. know why but they they made so like so many things about pam being a virgin right i just assumed that she was good she was just gonna be like just take me now when they're in the car and like being killed she's like i don't want to die a virgin <laughs> But no, no, she starts her guns. So the ending just reminded me of something else, which was confusing. So the ending, it just ends abruptly. It just touches her on the shoulder and it just cuts to black. Yeah. What was equal, because I had to watch it twice to understand what was going on. What was equally confusing about when he says, turn off the light before the shot cuts to the next shot. So when you see her flick the switch off mm. before, like, I would say about a second before the cut the music abruptly stops, which makes the cut really bad. And you probably the made that... Off? Well, I mean, the music was not... It wasn't, like, diegetic. It was the <laughs> it was the fucking music, the horror music. But, like, yeah, essentially, she turned the fucking music off. <laughs> and it and it made it really weird. That cut oh, really so jarring. Yeah. Because that, um, that music just cut off it didn't like fade it just stopped before and then she clicks the thing and then the light changes yeah it just reminded me of that because the abrupt ending cut to jackie chan fucking outtakes yeah yeah then after that shot it then cuts to the like the flashbacks we were talking about earlier where he was killing the son yeah like cut back to him like choking him and then being like ah only kidding and then everyone so else weird. is just like shots of them in the scene. I said to Joe at the time, it like undermines the film when you put outtakes at the end of it like that. Yeah. But then again, I don't really but I think fully that's understand the tone. keeping with the tone of this yeah, film. It's the tone weird. is weird, yeah. It's lacking in tone. <laughs> it's bitonal. It was, uh, it was certainly interesting, James. And I definitely will watch this again. If I see, I think Arrow have released it. I think I might pick it up. Really? Uh, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I it's honestly a... don't think it was as good as as Madman, but also the score I've given it is very similar to Madman. I don't think I scored mine very high. That's fair. It, it, like I can see it's not. It's weird because Madman is like a perfect. It's shit. Like it's definitely shit. I am aware that it's not good, but everything that's not good about that film comes together so well. Whereas it's got this, so many redeeming factors. Yeah. Whereas this, from... even though the violence was good, it just felt so bland. 
and not all the violence was good. It wasn't. It wasn't consistent. Like if you think of the pitchfork, if you think of yeah. oh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the 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 fake the shitty jump scare of the um the noosed pillowcase coming down. We did because we were like, how the fuck? Did, yeah. Why was that even there? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. <sighs> it yeah, it yeah. would have worked more if it it just went more comedy. Like if it was funny, like proper, like an actual comedy, and still had that same level of violence in it. I think it would have worked better than. Well, the guys couldn't act. The people couldn't film it properly. It was written poorly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was almost. It's so weird how similar it was it to was Madman. Bipolar it's, directed. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's just it was everything that Madman did right. This did wrong personally for me. Yeah, but I still gave it a pretty okay score because I did enjoy it and I definitely would watch this again what did you give it well i gave it a three i gave it two okay that makes it a five yeah. that makes it I... perfectly average which is what it is <laughs> yeah i almost gave it two and a half but i was like i wasn't willing to go that extra point five <laughs> i was like oh james is gonna love this it's got kid killings got violence but then it was like just lacking yeah. in something it's hard to explain it didn't have that x factor and what's like that first scene felt so out of place as well. Like, so out of place. It felt like a completely different crew shot it. I mean, oh, I guess... okay, it... so one, one thing that I learned, apparently when they were filming this, they stayed in, in the director's, like, the, the director's family owned a hotel or a motel and they were staying there. And then since then, like, the director now owns that motel. A bunch of the cast, a bunch of the crew, sorry, from the film work in that hotel to this day. Oh my god, really? Yeah. So I think you must have just used like local people to make this film. How is this such a fa- it doesn't to me personally feel like it was bad. I can't imagine I like for some of the shit we've seen, I can't imagine this didn't do that well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, d- I doubt we'll see any. Oh, by the way, yeah, so this does have a rating of 5 out of 10 on IMDb. On IMDb. Yeah. Mate, we accidentally scored it the perfect score because it is bland. <laughs> there was a film I was looking at to do this, but then I was just like, do you know what? We should, to next, we should probably finish off the trilogy that we started a very long time ago out of order. And I picked House by the Cemetery to do next. Ooh. By Lucio Fulci of Zombie Fleshy is fame. It's been a while since we've had... A good Italian director. And I'm pretty certain it's got... Yeah, it has been a while since we've done an Italian one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's got some good child death in it as well, so what I seem to remember. Oh, thank and God. quite vicious child death, I seem to remember. I seem to remember him watching his parents die in front of him, and then he gets killed. Oh, shit. Yeah. That sounds like, great. I remember this film being really fucking bleak. Oh, my God. The poster looks beautiful yeah mate we're in for a treat oh i can't wait i'm, I'm well up for this can't wait for what james to watch this next time on soon is full school was hell but vacation was murder the mutilator